Hello and welcome to Charity Talks. I'm Brooke Denevsky and today I spoke with Priya Polani, the Assistant Creative Director at the Task Force for Global Health. As you'll hear, the task force has around 150 people working around the world to improve the health of those living in low- and middle-income countries. From fighting infectious diseases to distributing vaccines, the task force uses its deep expertise in epidemiology to solve some of humanity's most difficult health problems. I hope you enjoy learning more about their important work. Today I'm speaking with Priya Palani, the Associate Creative Director at Task Force for Global Health. Priya, thank you so much for speaking with me today. Absolutely, Brooke. Thank you so much for having me. Could you talk a little bit about yourself, your background, and how you came to the Task Force for Global Health? Yeah, sure, absolutely. So um, I do have a background in design and marketing, um, which are my passion. And I came to the task force actually as a temp, just to work on one project to, you know, design it and kind of get it produced and out the door. But I wound up uh, falling so much in love with the organization, its mission, and of course, its people that I decided I had to stay. So here I am, you know, I'm full time and I am completely thrilled that I am because it's such a great place to be. Yeah. And what is the task force's mission? Sure, absolutely. So the Task Force for Global Health is a nonprofit organization. We work in over 150 countries in the world. We have over 40 years of expertise and experience. And the three areas that we work in that we focus on are eliminating diseases, ensuring access to vaccines, and strengthening health systems. And I know that the task force tackles so many health-related problems. You already started to discuss them. So can you just tell us a little bit more about some of the projects that you work on? So as I mentioned, one of the thi- one of our areas of focus is eliminating diseases, right? So um, you might have heard of a disease such as leprosy or even elephantiasis, which is the swelling of the limbs and extremities. These diseases actually are preventable and treatable, right? There is absolutely no reason that anyone in the world should needlessly suffer from these diseases when there's treatment and care for it. So that's one of our goals is to work towards eliminating diseases like that. And actually, we have a solid goal globally. You might have heard in the the healthcare world, 2030 is a big milestone goal year for us. So, you know, the end is in sight for a lot of these diseases, and we're hoping to work towards hitting our goal in 2030 to eliminate such diseases. That's amazing. And what are some of the main regions that you help? I know it's such a large range, but what are some of the focuses? Absolutely. Um, So I said over 150 countries, right? Um, Primarily South America, Africa, parts, um, almost many, many parts of Asia, but um, you should definitely check out our website, taskforce.org, because we have this really cool interactive map that you know you can hover over and see all the countries we work in, what focus we have in those countries, like are we eliminating diseases and doing vaccine work and this. You can see all the programs and where they work. So there's a lot of like cool features, and it gives you a really nice idea of the breadth of our global work. 
Yeah, and I think it's so great how it's so transparent so anyone can see. We do. We try and, you know, we really, we want to share our stories. We want people to know, you know, all the wonderful things that we're doing. So, yeah. And how does the task force work to build partnerships of countries and organizations across the globe? Absolutely. So we like to consider ourselves as a trusted convener. Um, And what that means is obviously to bring together all the parties. We have a problem. We come in and we say, "Ah, we'll help you. We're going to pull this person and this group and this organization in because we know that they're going to be the best group to get together and get it done. And really developing partnerships. So much about that is, you know, all our experts who kind of first started the task force for global health, having their network. And then as we've grown over the years, consistently maintaining those partnerships, developing newer ones, getting funding. And frankly, I guess moving forward is really is to get the word out about what the task force is, who we are, what we do, because frankly, it's not about just knowing what the task force does for to know about it. It's so people can know and want to get involved, Definitely, you know, so no partner is too big, too small, you know, and that's what we, we, I believe that that's how we built our partnership is over networking our expertise and just our work. That makes sense. And can you share a little bit about the research that the task force conducts? Okay. So what one of our, you know, programs deals with public health informatics. And while that sounds complicated, it actually is quite simple. Informatics is something that we all use every day. Every time you look at your cell phone and say, what's the weather outside? You get that information and that's going to define what you wear to go outside for that day. If it's cold, if it's hot, if it's wet. So in that same fashion, we have been working on different research projects to figure out how to best to collect data from different healthcare points of access around the world um, and, and and synthesize that data and how we can use that, you know, to benefit not just those people that we're collecting the data from, but also for other populations, like sort of a network of sharing information to say, to improve health systems, if that makes sense. And that's yeah. just, I know that's like tip of the iceberg kind of explanation, but it's an example. Yeah, exactly. And given the coronavirus pandemic, a lot of the task force work is really particularly relevant right now, including, I know, it's global disease surveillance efforts. So can you tell us a little bit more about these efforts? Absolutely. So one of the big things that we've done this last year just is we've donated over 9 million supplies, and that includes personal protective equipment globally. In terms of disease surveillance, we have over 14,000 field epidemiologists or as I like to call them, disease detectives in all the countries we've trained and networked with them. So we have so many boots, you know, on the ground. Um, another very cool thing that we've been doing is we've worked with Google and Apple and we're developing what I like to call an anonymous notification app where on your phone, it will anonymously tell you if you've been exposed to someone who was you know, exposed to COVID. So it doesn't collect your data or, or, you know, share any information about names or anything, but it's a, it's a system that helps. And that's another research thing, like the public health informatics I mentioned earlier. Um, We have over 850 vaccine experts who are uh, implementing safety protocols for vaccines for COVID. And I think one of the obvious, most obvious ones that you could see in real time is 
um, we have supply chain management expertise, right? And we're going to use that to roll out the vaccine to low and middle income countries, which is which is obviously a very big deal, you know, to yeah. really be able to get that out. So that would be just a, another little, you know, nutshell of all the COVID work we've done, in, especially in terms of disease surveillance. Yeah, I think it's so interesting. You kind of touched upon this before, but just this idea of that a lot of the solutions to these problems and diseases are already out there. So it's just important that you give people access to everything. Absolutely. And yeah, and that's so much, again, about why we want to um, spread the word about the task force and have people read our stories and get involved because, you know, knowledge is power, right? And the more people know, I mean, without even working for us, you can be an advocate and say, hey, did you know if you have if you've had COVID, you can still get the vaccine? Yeah. Little Little things are so important. So yeah. Spread the word. <laughs> Definitely. And what are some of the other steps that the task force takes to ensure that countries are ready to stop future outbreaks? Because I know that you do a lot of work with stopping, which is essential, especially now. That's a good question. So if you look at COVID and one of the things what it's done is exposed the cracks in our healthcare system and not just ours, but globally, right? it's now more evident than ever that global health is a very important thing. So I would say that looking backward, all this expertise that we've collected to you while we were, you know, working with other problems like leprosy, like alphatysis or, you know, what have you, we would like to use that expertise moving forward to say like, pivot it, you know, like just do a little couple of tweaks, pivot it and say, this is how we can use this old knowledge moving forward to address all these, you know, new problems and and whatever forthcoming problems we might have. So kind of like a data, data-based way of producing results and getting, getting to the right spot. I know. I think it's interesting, this idea of how so much of the past work can really inform the future, but how would you say that the pandemic has really changed some of the ways that the task force tackles issues too? That is a good question. So I'll give you an example. So we have these programs that deal with, you know, I keep using the uh, leprosy example, but we also do polio, right? So when COVID happened, one of the things is that some of our programs, we had to pause, you know, social distancing, you can't go out in the field, can't do this, can't do that. So while we did have to pause, and we have obviously resumed right now, an example I can give you how we changed our way is that, for example, our polio team, you know, polio also requires vaccines and knowledge of polio, that team in Ethiopia actually pivoted and said, well, we can still use the knowledge that polio research has afforded us to provide information about best practices for COVID. So while they might not have been able to do immediate polio work for that time, they still had all the expertise that just had to shift it towards the, the, you know, to COVID. And that's one of the things that the task force, I think, is really good at um, implementing because, again, we have so many partners all over the world. And I don't mean partners and just like donors, but ministries of health, so many different, you know, organizations, World Health Organization, CDC, you name it. All of that knowledge is used by these people that are part of the task force for global health to shift the tide. 
Yeah, and I'm sure that due due to the nature of what the task force does, it's just so important to be able to improvise and adapt. Would you say that's an important aspect of what you do? Absolutely, and I'm so glad you brought that up. That's amazing because our coming annual report based on fiscal year 20, you know, we were all sitting around going, oh my gosh, what are we going to write about this year? And we came up with the concept of shifting course, (laughs) being nimble, being able to pivot. Like, you know, here we are. We're moving towards eliminating diseases, strengthening health systems, you know, access to vaccines, and all of a sudden COVID hits. And we're like, whoa, what do we do? You know, I mean, we can't very well stop, you know, so what did we do? We had to shift course. We're going to address the COVID pandemic. We're going to use our expertise and resources to deal with that as well and do what we can while still finding a way to maneuver and still reach our goals of you know, taking care of all those three, you know, those diseases and ensuring access to vaccines and strengthening health systems. So amazing that you brought that up. That makes me so happy that I know that we are on the right track in our storytelling. So if you want to know more, wait till our annual report comes out at the end of the month. Definitely. Yeah. And I'm sure you have so many different experiences through working with the task force. Are there any particular ones that stand out to you that you could share? Sure. Um, Two of my favorite stories, absolutely. Um, I remember, you know, when you think about like, okay, we got to get medicines out to people. You think, okay, great. We're going to put it in a boxes in an airplane and the airplane or this is going to go to the train and the ship and the this and it gets to the port and you don't think past that, right? I remember this incredible story where I saw a photo of a woman. Um, she was a local healthcare worker in Ethiopia. She gets her box, right? And she's got to take it to her village and, you know, distribute it to her people. She gets the box, she has to put it on the back of a donkey and herself and like two other healthcare workers are like trudging through this like incredible terrain with the medicine on the back of a donkey, you know, to transport this medicine. And, you know, similarly in Pakistan, there was a field epidemiologist, a disease detective who had his like bag of medicine and he puts himself into a basket that's attached to a rope and like pulls himself trolley style across a huge river to deliver said medicines to, you know, his village, to his people that he's, you know, um, taking care of. And, and and that's the kind of stuff that the, the task force says that's so, so brilliant. And I'm only giving you two examples. Yeah, so I'm can sure. you imagine, multiply that by all the people that work for the test, 14,000 plus field epidemiologists, what kind of impact that would be like that? There's probably so many stories out there that I don't even know that I could tell you that would just, you know, blow your mind. So those are the kinds of things that every day something comes across and I'm like, I can't believe that is amazing, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, those are two that I would use as my examples. It's interesting because it seems clear that there is so much modern technology out there, but sometimes going back to this idea of improvising and adapting, sometimes people just need to use what they have to help others. I think that's incredible. And the will to want to do that, even though it's a little bit more difficult, is the, the essence of humanity, if you will, you know, of what makes the task force tick. Yeah. And looking ahead, what do you think are some of the most significant health-related challenges that people around the world will face in the next 10 to 20 years? I think that, if anything, right now has shown that you can't predict everything. But what what would you yep. say? Yeah. I would say that we will have COVID for some more time. I will say that Obviously, COVID um, has exposed a lot of cracks in the global health system. 
which is something that we will need to focus globally. Our energies on is improving healthcare for all. I also think that climate change is going to play a role in you know health challenges in the future. So change in climate could put people at risk for diseases in, in different ways, different temperatures. So that is something that we obviously are anticipating, looking towards, watching for trends. And as far as how we address them, while I might not have the answer for it, that's what the experts are for, I will say that based on the history of the task force, right? When the task force started over 40 years ago, one of its focus points was child mortality. What do we do to give kids longer lives, you know, and all of that. And if you look at the data, when we put our mind on that problem, we've increased child, like child children are living much longer. Childhood mortality rates are so much more improved. So empirically, if I'm looking at the data, it's saying when the task force puts its mind to something, it's going to help it, alleviate it, solve it. So these problems that I've just, you know, mentioned that I anticipate coming in the future while they are there, I'm very hopeful that the task force with our partners and, you know, all our colleagues will be able to do something about them. Yeah, and I think especially given that technology is constantly advancing and there's new tools, even if times do get crazier as they have right now, there's definitely the resources. They just, people need access to the resources. And we'll have young, brilliant people like you who are interested and care and want to know more and want to share the word that will be beacons for us to hit our goals. Yeah, and I'm sure that I would hope that after listening that so many people want to get involved. So how can they best help out and get involved? Absolutely. I would say um, first, I mean, we'd love for you to check out our website at taskforce.org. I mean, read our stories, read our stories, see what we've done. And, and, you know, obviously check out our social media where you can get like bite-sized bits of information and our pictures, that storytelling. I would say sign up for our newsletter, definitely check out our digital annual report that's coming out because A, it is our first ever digital version, being that we're in a pandemic, yeah. you know, what better way? And, you know, it's going to be completely different. It's going to be interactive. There's going to be a lot of things that you can, you know, kind of take your time and enjoy and visually appealing and tweet at us by all means, please. Like we want to hear from you. We, we don't want to just talk about us. We want to hear from you. We want you to ask us questions. We want you to be a part of the conversation. So those are all different different ways you can get involved. And, you know, as far as donations, every and any amount is welcome. It's so appreciated and so helpful, whether it might go to an existing program or, you know, even it could be seed money for a new program that can address even more problems, you know, problems that exist that are right there that have solutions that we just haven't gotten around to. So Absolutely. Um, those are all the ways that you can get in touch with us and, and be involved. Yeah, thank you so much. And is there anything else you'd like to add about your work and what the task force does in general before we go? I would say that I am just very, very fortunate to be working at the task force. It is truly such an amazing group of people who are so purpose-oriented and, and, and such kind people who really want the best for their fellow human beings. And the work that we do helps so many people, you know, around the world. And you, you can't have a more rewarding or fulfilling job. You know, really, it's, it's just a great place and great people. Yeah, well, yeah. I really appreciate it. Yeah, I know it's so important that 
the people actually doing the work really do care and it's very obvious that you do so I think that's great 